Hey, you old so-and-sos, we apologize for any inconsistencies with our audio this week, but what is not inconsistent is the useless advice you'll be receiving once again. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome. Okay, I have one uh, from a column I really enjoy, though I'm not sure that they're still... I'll check right after this. I'm not sure they're still writing this column. It, yeah, it feels like it was something they tried. What a damn And then they shame. were like, Let's okay. reach out. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's make sure to voice our love and try to change that. Yeah. Um, so this is from Babbel, which is that language learning tool. And it is from a column called Dear Babs. And it is signed, Stumped mm-hmm. on Sass. Stumped on Sass. Dear Babs, as a first-generation American, I don't really give off the vibe that I'm fluent in two languages, so I'm going to assume that's why the people in front of me in yesterday's (laughs) coffee line felt comfortable trash-talking me in Italian. Sure. Apparently, I dress like a slob, and Mm -hmm. I also, quote-unquote, probably have a thing for Guy Fieri's (laughs) Chop House. First of all, I prefer Guy's American Kitchen and Bar. Thank you very much. Second of all, I'd love to have a brutal comeback prepared next time this happens because I couldn't think of anything to say. And this felt like a major missed opportunity. Show me your ways. Signed, Stumped on Sass. Oh, what a great question. But the thing is, Stumped on Sass has answered this for themselves. The response was, You say, first of all, excuse me, (laughs) but I prefer Guy's American Kitchen and Bar. Well, okay. The funniest comeback ever to just like unashamedly be like, Guy Fieri is my hero, but Chop House is garbage. Guy's American uh, Kitchen and Bar, however. Is where it's at. Is where it's at. (laughs) Yeah, I, I love that. And I do think it probably should be something specific to the thing they're making fun of you about because I think what they're asking for is like can I have just one for my back pocket so that like whenever it happens because you can't count on them bringing up Guy Fieri's chop house every time but <laughs> you can't but that's I sort of but I think that's sort of the hidden clue is that whatever it is like whatever yeah. weird thing they choose whether it's Guy Fieri's chop house or um I don't who knows what uh right. yeah it's that thing it's just yes. you just pipe in about that thing and you exactly. say oh close but then it's just it's this <laughs> yeah you just join the conversation yeah Yeah, totally you just like contribute yeah you know I think that's that's absolutely right I do understand that feeling of wanting a comeback wanting one comeback in your back pocket and the unfortunate thing is that only works when you're experiencing kind of people saying the same rude snarky thing to you or about you over and over sounds like hopefully you're not experiencing that uh but But they might notice that they do sure and they man, might. I do love just sort of, I do love a comeback that puts yourself down while also making other Them people feel, feel really ashamed. uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse yeah, me, I you've really, gotten really this like incorrect. That. Well, Guy Fieri is my hero. You are yeah. incorrect about which of Guy Fieri's uh, places I prefer. All right. This is a question from the New York Times Social Cues. It's okay. signed anonymous. Okay. We had dinner with another couple at an elegant restaurant. 
I wore a beautiful and very expensive Chanel dress. Mm -hmm. When I walked in, the woman we were meeting said, oh, I have that same dress. Then she told me she bought it at a discount store for about a thousand times less than I paid for mine. Okay. Wasn't that the most disgusting comment ever? No. She never compliments (laughs) me and often makes nasty comments about my jewelry. Um, Parentheses, you look so sparkly. How would you get back at her? (laughs) signed anonymous in new york how would i get back at her yeah this they're just like i plan to extract revenge how How what's the right revenge when somebody tells you you look sparkly i think you send a glitter you send a glitter bomb to their house so that they are in fact sparkly yeah, all so the that time. they are have you ever tried to get glitter out of your carpet My bad God. it's bad it's impossible it's bad. it is um, truly truly impossible i will say i did answer already but wasn't that the most disgusting comment ever no, no it wasn't definitely not <laughs> i think the problem is if uh it's important that you're wearing very expensive clothing that the person you're dining with will not have also purchased you have to be buying like bespoke or straight from the runway right yeah like things that are in season i think what they're saying is like yeah this might be a few seasons old okay um i and and so then you can't have your feelings hurt i mean i bet that the person was like oh my god did you find it at tj maxx too yeah. They probably didn't do it to make you feel like cause they probably just assumed that you found it at the same sale where there were like 10 million copies of it. And uh-huh. it was just like, oh, my God, what a fucking find. Whoever found like, yeah, of course, I'm going to buy this dress. And of course, you saw it and you were like, oh, what a steal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and is it possible that when this person is saying you look so sparkly, they are they actually they're saying, <laughs> oh, my God, you sparkle and yeah. you hear you're so sparkly. <laughs> It's I funny to- because the the you look so sparkly kind of implies that she thinks you look cheap, but the but that's undercut by the story you're telling about how they bought the dress at a deep discount. So right. it's like I don't really know what kind of what is the animosity here. I can't quite put my finger on it. If there is animosity, as you say, I can't quite figure out where it's coming from. Me neither. I think the only move now mm-hmm. is to clink clink a glass and to yeah. see if she shuts it down with a by clack clack of the tongs. <laughs> I think that's the only yeah, I think you're way right. it's forward. Only way. It's the only way forward. First of all, I went on to Reddit. Reddit is very heavy right now. People have like real problems. Like people are like really struggling in their relationships. There was nothing funny. There was nothing lighthearted. Everything right, was heavy. You just left feeling sad. Yeah, I left. It was such a bummer. But then I went to ask a manager. Oh my God, I love that you're like, <laughs> I'm just here on Reddit for the laughs. What is this what genuine is this? advice seeking? Yeah, fuck this. And then yeah. I went to ask a manager. And the ta- the like first question that ask a manager answered was... um was about magical curses. Whoa. Okay, here we go. (laughs) I've recently been contacted by a supervisor in our company who has heard that one of his subordinates has been regularly, quote, cursing both him and his daughter, who also works for the company. And Mm. by cursing, I don't mean using foul language. I mean, she (laughs) considers herself something of a witch and has been literally putting curses on these people. Okay. 
these people, <laughs> it's just a weird thing to say, these people don't generally put much stock in that sort of thing, but uh -huh. they're starting to get scared to work with this woman, especially the daughter is scared, they say. Okay. Not exactly sure how to approach the quote, which dot, 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 suggestions? <laughs> okay, so as I understand it, yeah. these people have a coworker. Yeah. Who it has come to their attention. Okay. Yeah. Is a witch yeah. cursing them. So let me, okay, so then you uh, ask a manager kind of had the same reaction you did, which was like, can you clarify the situation? <laughs> so ask a manager. <laughs> oh ask my God, a manager why, is, why do the two of us, like, are, why are we unable well, to digest this? It's too vague. So ask a manager so returns vague. to call her and, and ask for a little people. more info. Yeah. yeah. These people and that yeah. kind of thing. And um, so they, so then the, she goes back and is like, um, excuse me, can you elaborate? And then <clears> the, per, the writer writes back a really long letter of which I think you only need this information. Here's okay. a brief excerpt. What I'm concerned about and what was confirmed by Roberta in her exit interview is this curse. My information is that Mandy, the... the, the witch? Mm, yeah, the witch, said mm -hmm. something along these lines. When people make me angry or cross me, I don't worry because I have, a, I have ways to get rid of them. And I've cursed them. I have a place in my house with candles and other items, and I know how to do that. So there's some more details for you, if that helps. Well, you can't, uh, even if, you know, you can't threaten people. Even no, exactly. uh, metaph yeah. metaphysically. Right. It's even still like, in the stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's true. This is threatening language. This is. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. I think that in the end, the like context of what the threat is doesn't really matter yeah I mean, like whether or not your ability to feel, take yes to your ability to take through. action on the threat is yeah. irrelevant it's still a yes. threat yeah. yeah 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 and and i don't want to overlook that obviously some threats feel scarier to yeah. to the person being threatened but in a workplace like <laughs> you can't threaten uh -huh. witchcraft or revenge yeah so is it that anyone. simple you just go to hr and you say someone's been making threats we need to take action here yes yeah or you hire your own witch to counter right 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 okay good 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 yeah. good i think though step one i always go go up before you go lateral you know, you know, yeah. that's before you reach out to another witch, go yeah, to management. You, yeah, 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 yeah. Always, yeah. always. And I think that that advice um, is solid in every single question I've ever answered on this show. Tell a supervisor before you tell another witch. That's the thing. This is the supervisor who's like, what do I do now? What the fuck? Okay, sorry. Supervisor, discipline the person who made the threat. It's not yes. hard. Yeah, discipline hard. the person who made the threat. Or if you're unsure, like you can also seek help from your, you know, in-house counsel. Like yeah. there are other yeah. people. If you are uncertain how to deal with something that feels like a threat. Don't write to ask a manager. It's fine as a manager to not be sure yeah. what the next step is, but it is not fine as a manager to be unsure and therefore ignore it. Just All right, Steph, hit me with something. I have a dear Prudy for you. I think that he answered it on his podcast. 
Okay. But I didn't listen to it, so coming in fresh. Hot. Perfect. Me too. Coming in hot. Very hot. Here we go. My brother has a new girlfriend whom I've never met in person, but we have had some virtual introductions. She moved in with him in April, two months after they met. I sent them holiday gifts, and two weeks later received one of these gifts, a weighted blanket, back in the mail. Okay. His, returned his, the gift. Got they it. They returned one of the gifts. Um, his girlfriend believes this gift was, quote, appropriating autistic culture. Mm. Though she's not on the spectrum herself and has no autistic people in her life, she demanded that it be returned and insisted that she and I will have no more virtual engagements until I apologize for the insensitivity of the gift. She also posted some things on Facebook about what a monster her boyfriend's (laughs) family is for giving such a gift. It hurts that my brother chooses to play along with his girlfriend. I would really feel terrible if I did something truly offensive here, but my weighted blanket has been a huge comfort to me over the past year. Signed, nobody. Not signed. Oh, I mean, this is this is multifaceted. Should we should we tackle like disability appropriation? Okay, first? I just have to say that she doesn't have to know anybody on the spectrum or be on the spectrum to like stand up against ableist words or actions. So mm-hmm. it's just irrelevant information. Sure, but sure. I do, but I do think that you're right that um, weighted blankets are just sort of a general use product like i i what the other thing is that you know a lot of products out there like there are products out there that sometimes seem sort of like oh this like helpful jar opening thing or like these things that are sort of like making kitchen tasks like easier Mm -hmm. or this and that that often have roots in the disability community i personally think if it is aiding in your life that using products that their initial reason was a disability product but it is also aiding in your life is wonderful because it also means that those products now are more greatly disseminated which makes them cheaper and easier to access if you are somebody that has a disability totally um, yeah so, so there's this is actually a doctrine in um philanthropy and also in like public planning which is like if you make something accessible to all folks like if you if that it that it actually improves the lives of everyone right and one of these examples is when side sidewalks didn't used to have at the corners like a little ramp that goes down to street level mm-hmm. um that was like invented in i don't know it was like the mid 20th century sometime yep. between the 60s and the 80s yep. and you know folks did it for um folks in wheelchairs but then it also helped people with um strollers and it yep. helped all kinds of it just like turned out that it actually was just like made public life better and that is okay that's okay yes because they're things it's not an identity based it's not like you're saying well i need a weighted blanket so i must be autistic and now i'm gonna claim an identity that'd be something else yeah you know like you're just like weighted blankets are great i enjoy mine i thought you'd enjoy one right um can you educate me or is the origin of a weighted blanket oh i have absolutely no idea and i was have anything to do okay so i'm looking this company claims to be the one that invented the weighted blanket it's called magicweightedblanket.com and it says it just it's just a small blurb down toward down the page it just says um keith zivilich father of three came up with the idea for the weighted blanket in 1997 when his daughter placed a beanie baby on his shoulder he instantly noticed how calming the pressure felt and wanted to make an entire blanket with the same deep pressure feeling okay that's all we know 
That's yeah. all, all we know is that some someone uh, liked the feeling of having Beanie Babies. Right. It's Somebody like when you get noticed in the sand. It feels so good. That pressure therapy feels uh, good. It feels good, which is something that has been noticed by people for many years before these weighted blankets yeah, came out. Yeah, these like, 1997 doing... magic weighted blankets. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, we've been doing pressure therapy for years and years. Um, mm-hmm. But somebody noticed that there was a beanie baby on their shoulder and they liked it. <laughs> My other assumption is probably people in the autistic community had Found noticed that it for worked. years yeah. that pressure therapy was helpful to yeah. them or or like aid, totally. aided them in some way and then this blanket came out and the and they cost were like, oh, was driven perfect. down by, by the mass, mass market appeal it. yep and then both autistic and neurotypical humans were like let's get under a heavy blanket damn it feels good we sent matt's sister-in-law a weighted blanket for Christmas. For a second, I was like, did Matt write in to Dear Prudy <laughs> without telling me when he could have written in to Dear So-and-so? Oh my God, how angry right? would you be if I you found be... out a loved one wrote your... into <laughs> Slate instead of your instead own of advice column And show? I get it because like, I mean, Dear Prudy is way cooler. Like I, I, I get it, but um, it still, it would hurt a little bit in that way that when your friend... Gets a vaccine and doesn't tell you. <laughs> it just hurts a little bit, you know. I have a question about this one since we've we we've peeled off that first layer. Yeah. What, oh yeah. What does the brother owe the family? Yeah. Like, right. Like so, the brother now has somewhat. It appears. I mean, we don't obviously have the full story, but has somewhat sided with this angry girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's what we left um, to assume. We don't really know. We don't really know. We don't um, have quotes or actions described here. No. No, Sounds we like maybe brothers staying out of it entirely. Yep. Um, and that is part of that hurts just as much or yeah. it hurts somewhat, you know. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and it's and it's a bummer to think of somebody you love being in a relationship with somebody they love and that relationship mm-hmm. not having space for them to discuss something like this. Well, because it just projects into the future so many more instances just like this. But I also think that there's like more layers to even that because they You're moved going in together. Steph, hold yeah, on. because Whoa. they <laughs> boyfriended. <laughs> Let's tunnel down to the next, like, whatever it is, the layer of the sediment. Okay. The boyfriend and the girlfriend haven't been together terribly long, moved in two months after they met, and are, are, are cohabitating during a global pandemic. Maybe it's not so easy for them to have a fight because they can't split up. They can't mm-hmm. afford to, you know, like there's all kinds of reasons why like boy by boyfriend brother might need to keep the peace, well, like be feeling as though there's a lot of pressure to keep the peace. So that's a bummer. Yeah, there's like the stakes of this are just, whoa, they're just spiraling out of control. May I suggest that caller just in response to girlfriend's angry Facebook post just provides the link to magicweightedblanket.com? Yeah. I think that's the only thing to do. I, yeah, definitely take this to Facebook and play it out publicly. I mean, she's <laughs> she's brought it to she's Facebook. She's brought it so. to, the, to a public setting. So Yeah, so it sounds like you need to clear your name to the masses publicly i would say if anyone has responded or has liked 
girlfriend's post, I would I would send them a weighted blanket. Well, oh, wow. Weighted blanket. Yeah. I don't own a weighted blanket, by I the don't way. either, but I kind of want one. I know. Now I really want one. Okay, Alyssa, I found one that I think we have to discuss. Okay, why? Well, I'm not going to tell you why until I ask you the question. (laughs) It is from the subreddit Relationship Advice. Oh, I'm so excited already. And here it comes. Okay. So this is actually like an update maybe to something they they submitted like a a few weeks ago. Like I don't know. So we're talking about a previous post. Okay. I posted recently about my long distance producer boyfriend broadcasting our sex life live on a podcast in okay. rather base terms. What does base mean? What is base, base means like d- vulgar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like explicit um, terms. Explicit. Yeah. Okay. He apologized and said it wouldn't happen again. Okay. The podcast has now published several episodes, all of which have turned into him being both a regular speaker as well as the producer. So oh. he was just producing them. And now he's sort of like one of the co-hosts. Is he available? Because we have been looking for a producer. But he sounds we terrible already. Producer, so this let's guy sounds continue. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Okay. While he stopped discussing our sex life, he has brought up other details of our relationship. On one occasion, it was sandwiched between a story about his ex and accolades about her current career and some hookup that happened before our relationship. Everyone else said, shout out to dude's ex, but only unsavory or at least unflattering details about me are only ever there. Uh. This last one was details of a past argument. Okay. I asked him to stop talking about me entirely. Maybe Mm -hmm. I was just jealous. He said he would. But I think I'm having bigger doubts right now. Word. The more I listen to this podcast, this is like a long distance relationship too. <laughs> okay. So like basically you're in it, you're dating a podcast and like occasionally having a fight with this guy. Okay. The more I listen to this podcast, the more turned off I am by him. He's like a totally different person on the air. To top it off, the way the others talk about women is incredibly offensive and misogynistic. I'm at the point where I wouldn't, for example, want to even point my friends to his social media because links to these episodes make up most of it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell him how to do his work. I don't want to have an effect on the content he wants to create, but I don't want to be associated with it in any way. It's heartbreaking, but I am at the point right now where I'm contemplating preserving my values and convictions and walking away from this relationship entirely. Is this too rash? Do you think anybody's dating our podcast? I think all of our friends are dating our podcast because, like, I won't hear from someone for six months. And then they'll be like, oh, I just listened to three episodes I was, like, back on while I was doing laundry yesterday. And it was so great. And I'll just be like, oh, it's nice to hear from you. Right. Who are you? Lo- love to you, that friend. I mean, that wasn't a dig. It was. Yeah. It's just a thing that keeps happening where people right, are just like, right, right. oh, yeah, I've been listening to your podcast. Um, seems like you're doing great. Heard about your coffee shop job. Heard you left your coffee shop job. <laughs> like, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, lots yeah. of people are dating our podcast. Okay, this <laughs> woman is dating a podcast. So this so uh, <laughs> this brings up uh, like one question which is right. is it important to like the art that your friends or sexual and romantic relationships produce produce yeah so that yeah exactly I don't care about discussing this guy he sucks but that is exactly what I want to talk about today is it so important is i it mean important? this it's great can... when you like it mhm it's great it's great to be proud mhm um it's okay to be indifferent. It's not great to be repulsed. Yeah. 
I think that I think that's where where it lands. <laughs> yeah, and if you're indifferent, just never talk to them about it ever, which mm-hmm. is what my spouse does. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. He doesn't hate it. He's I... indifferent, <laughs> but he does sort of like it, it's just not. We don't share it. It's sort of like I have my things and he has his things, and this is my thing, and so he just doesn't weigh in. I think that if their art is like somehow indicative of larger beliefs that they have and you're not uh yeah and those beliefs yeah. don't jive World with your views. yeah with your beliefs um, um yeah then that's problematic but i don't mm-hmm. think that it's important that like your that you think your partner is a good painter sometimes right, i even like think it's better if you're like art. not that into their art yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. Like, if and you're I like, think, he's really into collage, he's really bad at collage. <laughs> right. It's kind of great because it's like you love them for other reasons. Yes. And then when that person is having, like, an existential struggle with their art, yeah. they don't need to, they don't turn to you for, yeah. like, reassurance. They turn to you to just be like, I love you no matter what you do. And yeah. you're like, oh, it's not tied to this at all. Great. Okay. And then I have a question, which is, there's a lot of questions here, and I only want to talk about how they relate to us. Oh, perfect. We, yeah, yeah, We yeah. are interesting. Yeah. So do you think that we have a totally different personality on air than we do off air? Do you think there's people out there that are rubbed the wrong way by our on-air presence? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Who, but- you, who Name names. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, me, when I listen back to us, I'm like, oh, God, guys, oh, stop God. it. Relax. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Chill the um, fuck out. You're um, not as funny as you think you sound. Um, right, right, right. Like, not not even close. Of course, there are, there are people who are going to be rubbed the wrong way. But because there are also people that are going to be rubbed the wrong way when they see how I, like, interact with wait staff, Or when right. they see, like, they're going to just be like, you are too chatty and friendly. Like, what are you compensating for? Like, what kind of complex? Are-? Right. Like, you're, you're <laughs> always going to be rubbed the wrong way by some of the things that your friends do. Right. right like, right. there are certainly yeah. friends who I don't love their social media presence. And that is fine. You do not have to, like everything that your friends are producing you just have to not you just have to be able to respect them enough for it and in the case of this it sounds like this person this podcaster yeah has lost some of your respect Thank you, Steph, and thank you, dear so-and-sos, for spending another half an hour listening to our useless advice. Thank you so much. You can find us online at dearsoandso.pizza, all of our old episodes, new episodes, as well as a place to email us. You can also find us at Dear So-and-So Podcast on Instagram. You can also leave us a voicemail with your feedback, your additional questions, your follow-up questions, or brand new questions that you want us to answer. The number is daddog5078, D-A-D-D-O-G-5078. Our music is by our friend Busy Hemphill. And as always, I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Talk to you next week. <laughs>